Module 6, Balancing Professional Events with Office Work. It's a scene right out of a corporate horror film. You're at a conference, dazzling your fellow attendees at a networking event, learning and exchanging ideas and business cards. And just as you're about to reach the climax of the work story you were telling so well, you feel it. Buzz, buzz, buzz. It's getting louder and it's right in your pockets. It's the office calling. They've been chasing you all day and there's nowhere you can hide. Balancing ongoing office work with multi-day business events can be a nightmare. Trying to do both, like checking your emails during a lecture or networking event, will make you miss out on the event you've traveled to be at and leaving you feeling too burned out to get the most out of it. In the worst case scenarios, sending you back home more stressed than you came. So what can you do to make sure that doesn't happen? That's what this module is all about. Starting with the most essential ingredient, the all-important prep. In the next chapter, I'll walk you through a tool I use to take the headache of prioritization to help you determine which work really does need your attention during your trip. 6.1, the most practical way to prep and prioritize. So you've planned a business trip and it's getting closer and closer. Meanwhile, your workload in the office is getting bigger and bigger. You've got someone to cover your most important priorities, hopefully, but can you really just let everything else wait until you get back? It's okay to just switch off for a few days, more than okay. It can even be good for you. Most of the time, nothing bad will happen. Everyone will just have to wait a few days for your response. And of course, you'll set up an out-of-office email to let them know. After all, if you were out sick, the company probably wouldn't collapse. So this planned trip should be fine too. I'm not telling you not to check your email, no more than a couple of times a day though. And then you just need to prioritize whatever comes up. Does this issue really need your attention right now? The Eisenhower priority metrics will help you decide. This metrics helps you sort tasks into four different categories. The first category is urgent and important tasks. These are your top priorities. They require immediate attention. For example, a last minute client meeting scheduled during your business trip. Category two is for tasks that are not urgent, but important. These tasks are important to your long-term goals, but they don't need your dedicated attention today. Creating a project plan for the upcoming quarter falls into this category. You might need to do some ongoing work for this, but you shouldn't prioritize it over the opportunity presented by the event you are currently at. In fact, by learning more about your industry and meeting new colleagues, you're already brainstorming new ideas for next quarter. Category three is urgent and not important. These are small tasks that won't have a significant impact on your career, but you do need to do them right now. Think of when a coworker asks for a quick catch-up about a minor project update. It's not a high priority issue, but they need your input urgently. Luckily, these don't tend to take too much time. The final category is tasks that are both not urgent and not important. These you can probably delegate or eliminate. For example, promotional emails that you don't have an interest in or need to read. At the very least, they can wait until after your conference. Just go through your email as quickly as possible, taking care of category one tasks as they come up, keeping category two goals in mind and delegating or minimizing category three and four tasks whenever possible. If it makes you feel better, make use of a portion of your offline airplane time. 
no more than an hour to quickly tick off the majority of emails ready to be sent when you land. Once you get to the event though, it's in your best interest to keep your two work worlds, the office and this conference, as separate as possible. We'll talk strategy on how to do this in the next chapter. 6.2. If you have to work, do this. Sometimes there's no escaping it. There's some office work that just can't wait. And again, keep in mind my big tip from the last chapter on how you can figure out what can and can't wait. If you absolutely have to work during your trip, try to set aside some dedicated time for it. Ideally first thing in the morning before you start your day, or during the day when there isn't a session you're interested in going on. If you've scouted the program in advance, one of my recommendations from chapter 2.1, you'll know when the best times are. Often, best laid plans for between the session and dinner, the time you need to freshen up and relax, might not work out, but you don't want to skip out on too much of the day either. You need to be fully present to get the most out of this experience. Not to mention that you need breaks, true breaks, not checking your email, to recharge and socialize, without feeling stressed that there's something else you should be doing. The key here is managing your colleagues' expectations. Inform them that you are available for calls or will get back to questions in those predetermined time slots, and then stick to that. Don't let those work moments swell out of proportion. You're only here to put out the most important fires. Everything else can wait until you get back. Or else you're wasting the money spent so that you could be here benefiting from this experience. If you need to work on multiple projects, it might be simpler and less stressful for you to focus on one at a time. So say you set aside the morning of the first day and afternoon of the second day to work. Dedicate morning one to project A and afternoon two to project B. Prioritize based on urgency. And let your work worries go as much as possible between those scheduled sessions. Activate the Do Not Disturb feature on your phone while in talks and networking events to minimize distractions. And when you can't separate your work this cleanly, it happens. Let's talk strategies for handling this in the last chapter of this module. 6.3. Managing the worst case scenarios. Here's where looking up the program in advance and a little pre-planning and adding events to your phone's calendar app will help you. If you absolutely need to schedule any calls during the meeting days, because of time difference or any other reason, make sure you schedule them around times when there are less interesting sessions scheduled or during a break. Add this planned call as a calendar event as well to make sure you don't miss it or double book yourself. But you don't want to carry your laptop around all day. So make sure anything you need is loaded onto your phone before the call and then just bring some earbuds and try to scout out a quiet space to your call in advance. If you need a larger screen for your meeting, you're going to need to do your best scheduling magic so that it's at a time you can be in your room, before your day begins, during a longer break, or after the day's events are over. When you're not scheduled for a call, turn off your notifications, put your phone on silent, so you can focus on the conference itself. It's also a good idea to use different apps for your work email and your private email, so that you can indulge in your private life for a moment of you time without letting work stress muck up that moment. Though sadly, stress is almost unavoidable, especially in new situations away from home. But of course, there are plenty of tricks to help you thrive in the face of stress. That's what the next module is all about. See you there.